Good afternoon and ha ha la la everyone. Today I'm sitting in my garden in London. We're in week three of the lockdown. Some have been in for four or five weeks. It's incredibly quiet across most of London. Certainly where I live in Wood Green, it's been hugely busy these last couple of years with industrial traffic building affordable homes on previous green land. So it's been, it's been nice tragically like this but it has been nice to have some of the peace and quiet that comes with minimal traffic very little heavy duty traffic and mainly birds in springtime but it's a strange thing like so Dickensian isn't it the best of times the worst of times and there feels something surreal and out of our experience, because it's out of our experience, to be in a situation where the entire world is in the same position. We're all staying in, but it looks so different to so many people. And it raises, certainly as I sit in this garden where I've sat for 22 years, it, I always wonder what, what life is like for other people. You know, and now we have this shared experience of being in. So I, I can sit in my very, very, very privileged position of safety of home and, and food and people. Most of us can, but there are many who aren't, either just up the road or on the other side of the world. And I'm just struck by it the further we go into this situation that really we have no idea of how we're going to get out yet. So the most important thing, as we all sit in our various states of isolation, some at the more comfortable end and some at the literal life and death end, either clinically or economically. Having just come back from India, few weeks beforehand, watching the people of India having to walk hundreds of miles to get home under an emergency lockdown. I could imagine some of the people that I had met having to do that. And then I contrast it with my life here in London, where it feels difficult seeing people lining up outside of supermarkets, standing two feet apart, two metres apart wearing masks, queuing for food. It's all, it's just all so upside down and inside out. And the thing that I'm struck with both, most today is that it's the lack of trust because the trust has been violated for so many at so many levels over such a period of time that all of us probably inside ourselves, if we're really honest, which is not easy, but all of us have a sense of not being able to trust what we perhaps previously had. So it makes for some interesting times, as somebody said to me this morning, and that's it, isn't it? If you do have sufficient at the moment, we can describe it as interesting. We have no choice in some ways because we're in it. So we may as well be curious. 
But beyond interesting, what is there? I quite like the sound of that spade, by the way, in the background, if you can hear it. There's just very little roads work going on. Usually the whole place around here is in turmoil, but the only thing being continued during this period is the flower plant garden to support drainage project that's going on in the corner. Quite marvellous how these things can happen, isn't it? We had regular floods because of the drainage around here and so the consequence has been a decision to, to build a huge green space to soak it all up, which I think would probably be great, actually. But in these uncertain times of the coronavirus across the world, in April 2020, we have none of us got any idea, really, haven't we? And that does sound alarming, except, in a sense, it's always been like that. We've got a magnified sense of what could always happen to anyone at any time. Life just changes, something happens. It's happened to individuals always. But it's now that it's happened and it feels like it's out of nowhere, except for other people say, oh, no, no, it was definitely expected. And other people say, this was constructed. And other people say, but it was accidental. And people say it's the politics of it all, or it's the geography of it all, or it's the economics of it all. And that's a lot. That's a lot. That's an awful lot of all. So one of the things I suppose each of us has time to do, if, as I say, we're in some degree of secure space, is to contemplate the possibility of another way of life, one that wasn't about global pursuit of capital and profit and moreness. What if we were looking at a life in which actually we did settle for more and we were grateful, not more, but less, rather. Grateful, with, grateful for less, doing more with less, appreciating that we've got more than we think and we've got more now than we'll ever have. You know, none of us, even in the period of which I've been sitting here and thinking and talking, and speaking and you've been listening and maybe thinking and maybe even talking those times, those moments, those minutes they won't come back, they might be recorded but the literal real feeling that I'm having as I sit here with real life sounds around me and the grass and the sun coming through the, the trees and the blossom and wherever you might be those moments are gone. So is that one just now. Years ago when my life completely, just overnight, changed and I lost my health. The thing that... The thing that helped me most, and that is another story, but the thing that helped me most was... Well, there are a few things, but in terms of giving me strength when I was my absolute weakest, lowest, most desperate, saddest, sickest, would I make it throughest, was the kindness of a stranger. And that's all we now have, isn't it? The kindness of strangers, because we are all in a situation where we have a shared understanding that we're living in a time of fear, and pain and threat and wonder 
and beauty and quality, discovery and fear and pain and growth and beauty and awfulness and more beauty and more kindness and all of those things that make us human. What I've always found is that in finding strength I needed to know what was really a priority, what really matters. You know, I was somebody who, it mattered to me, my genes mattered to me. My, my genes mattered to me a lot at one point in my life, you know, the cut of my jeans, the label of my boots, the all sorts of things, you know, the quality. I, I think we're of a certain generation, some of us, who we were at that beginning bit where labels mattered, things mattered rather than people. But things began to matter more than people, probably in the 80s. And now we're here, now we're here, 40 years later. How much do things matter really? Not that much. You've got to have some stuff. But what matters more is that we are healthy, that we eat well, that we eat securely, and drink fresh water, that we have a degree of ease in our bodies, not constant strain. Now, our happiness. How many people in the world pursue happiness? We spend so much of our time looking for it. Now the whole world has got to stay in. Is there happiness there? I hope so. Love and laughter, we all have it. All of us. For some it's harder, further away. Distorted sometimes. But it is there. It is there. I've always been an idealist. Even as a child, I was told I was a dreamer. I was told that because I was born in the summer of 69, the year of, I don't know, free love and hippiness, I believe, we landed on the moon and it was the end of a particular era, but there was a belief in love. I'll take that. I'll take that. Love is all we have. Kind of as a stranger. Somebody will reach out and do something for you. Reaching out, doing everything you can for somebody you do love, who you know. Just love. It's the energetic. So I am a dreamer, and my dream is that we grow from this a ha ha la la world. <laughs>